Hello. We are back here at the Granite Mountain Movie Club, joined by uh, Cool Frazier. Hello. I'm Cool Frazier, and I'm cool, and I'm listening, and I'm cool. <laughs> what What are you listening to, Cool Frazier? That's a surprise question. Yeah. <laughs> is this like a music question? Well, you know, someone accidentally, I don't know if it was an accident, maybe it was on purpose, but they they referred to this as as media club they said granite mountain media club and that is actually a more accurate name because i don't want to just talk about movies i want to talk about tv as well and uh-huh. and we, i haven't we haven't really talked about music much but some some point i'd like to start doing more music stuff well i i have a thing i'm i have a recommendation this is like this is like your underground you never heard of them recommendation mm-hmm that I've been listening to a lot lately. And it's the Spinto Band. S-P-I-N-T-O. Uh, um, I don't think I've heard of this. No, they're a very small band. Like, maybe their biggest song has, like, a million or two views on YouTube. Um, but most of their songs are, like, no one's ever heard of them. Uh, but... Uh, I've been listening to them lately. Like I, I used to listen to them back in the day, right? Uh-huh. But they kind of fell off my radar because they're not, you know, you never run into them haphazardly. But I actually had a CD of the Spinto Band in my only car that has a CD player, <laughs> and I was, uh, I didn't want to listen to NPR at the time, which is my normal listening. Mm-hmm. You're, um, you're, a, you're an informed citizen. I, I, um. I'm I love NPR. You're a high information voter. That's right. And and what would I do without NPR giving yeah. me balanced, unbiased news? <laughs> um So yeah, so I'm listening to the Spinto band debut CD. I believe it's Nice and Nicely Done is the name of the the album from um, 2005. <laughs> yeah. And man, it's good. They're a good band and I I like the songs and everybody should listen. Well, I'm looking at them on Spotify and uh, 34,000 monthly listeners, which is pretty, which is small, but, but big enough that, yeah, they were obviously somewhat popular at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like they were, they were somewhat bi- like bigger than some of the bands I listened to in the indie scene. Right. Yeah. But, um, and got on a couple shows and like, you know, stuff like that, but. But uh, they broke up. Well, they didn't really break up, but they quit making music in like 2017. Um, so yeah, yeah, the last album they have on on Spotify, at least, and Spotify sometimes doesn't have all of a all of someone's catalog. But they have uh, last one was 2013. Yeah, yeah, and they they still like were performing and stuff, but um, they they like were kind of like indie indie, like they had their own record label, right? And so they, uh, but. They like they put a video out on YouTube when they closed down their um, their recording studio, mm-hmm. um, and so that was kind of like the end of the band as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna check out the Spinto band, and uh, our, all of our listeners should too. Maybe we can boost those Spotify numbers. Up <laughs> yeah, a like hundred thousand a month, and the yeah. band will get back together with our seventy thousand listeners. Yeah. If all of our listeners listen to to every Spinto band song 1000 times, we we've got it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm glad I'm glad to hear what you're listening to and I will check that out. Um so you know, uh push like and reply and comment Spinto band, Spinto band in the comment. Yeah. <laughs> I saw them live actually, so they're it's a they're a cool band. Okay. Well, so I I put you on the spot and you had a good answer. Uh-huh. Um, I was just, I was trying to trick you, but you got it. Um, <laughs> we are, we, we actually are going to talk about, um, um, we actually are going to talk about movies today. A lot uh, of movies actually. <laughs> yeah. A lot of movies. This is a, a variety show. Um, we're in 2023 now and we're going to look back a little bit on the year 2022. Now, you know, neither of us are like full-time, we're not full-time movie guys and we both have a lot going on, so we can't see every movie. Like. Um, I gave a good effort this year though. You did see a lot. I, I could tell you were, you were getting out there. Um, you were getting to th- the theaters and stuff and, um, 
but I, I can't watch nearly as much as I would like to. Um, just we've got certain things going on. And so we're not, this can't be totally comprehensive, right? We're just going to be giving some of our impressions on the year. And I think it's safe to say that 2022, granted there, there could be some great things we didn't see or I didn't see. 2022 wasn't very good. This was one of the, one of, uh, one of the worst years uh, for me in, in recent memory. I, I, I don't have it neatly. I don't have all my other years of viewing neatly divided up and I, like, I couldn't say 2019 or something was good. Cause I don't necessarily remember what was there, but, but this feels worse. Um, what do you think? Or, or is that a, how are you with that? Yeah. Like it's weird. Cause it's kind of like the first year we're somewhat back to normal at the box office, but I do feel like there's, there's been kind of a change since COVID like, like things are different. I, I think there's, there's a few movies that are good this year. And there was a lot of movies that are probably like good spectacles to see in the theater. Mm-hmm. But they're actually not good movies. <laughs> they're just good spectacle, I guess. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, like right. They're good rides. They're good. Yeah, theme park rides. Well, one other thing is, uh, previous years a lot of movies just like went straight to streaming and whatever. But like this year, most movies released in theater. But um, yeah, none of them are that good. And and some of the art house stuff is no good. And some of the like blockbuster stuff is no good. So it's like bad all around. I think I heard that 2022 had 30% fewer releases than 21. Wow. And that's a huge, yeah, that's a huge amount. Um, so they're, you know, maybe they were just holding off um, until people were truly back. And it, it does feel like we're like done now with, uh, I won't, I don't even say the name of that, that virus because then YouTube will like censor me. Oh, but, right. Um, it does feel like we're like kind of done with that. Like people are truly done with that now. So, so maybe the studios are going to feel better about putting more out, but um, yeah, if, if that 30% number is true, that's, that's big. Yeah. That that's, it, it feels like that though. Like there wasn't a lot to see in theaters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if I was going to go to the movie, it's like we had the top gun and then like after that there was like nothing. And then there was like a Wakanda movie. And then Avatar. Yeah. Let's look like at the that, box. That's let's the look. second half of the year. Like that's Spe- all you had. Yeah. Speaking of the Top Gun, let's look at the uh, the box office. Um, which Top Gun was number one. Mm-hmm. One interesting thing about Top Gun is that uh, it, it made 1.4 or close to 1.5 billion. But about half, almost half of that was domestic. Yeah. And you can compare that to Avatar which is in the number two spot um, of for their worldwide. They, they're at 1.4 right now. They're going to keep climbing, but, um, but only about a third of theirs is domestic. So Top Gun was like the biggest, um, it's got to be one of the biggest American hits um, in a long, long time, if not ever, I don't know. But so, you know, so we had our Top Gun at the top, which everyone, most people seem to love. I think we, we did an episode about it. We were like pretty neutral on it. It's like a <laughs> neutral to negative. Yeah. I mean, I mean, everyone says, you know, you're not supposed to think too hard about it. And, and no, yeah, that, that was, that movie was, is like the epitome of like how we, how uh, Martin Scorsese said the, the Marvel movies are more like a theme park than, than film or whatever. Yeah. But, where like you go and you hop in the ride and it's in 3d and you know, you fly through it and then you get off and you're like, well, that was fun. And, and yeah, it was, it was fun, but it was, it was not a good movie. Yeah. Um, and then, so there's avatar. I haven't seen avatar yet. I know you have avatar sounds kind of like the same deal though, where it's a, it's a thrill ride. Yeah, and actually, so maybe we should save. I feel like we should do a full episode on Avatar, but I don't. You haven't seen it yet, but um, in doing my due diligence of being a movie guy, I found an interview from a year ago about Avatar: Way of the Water with James Cameron, and it was like like an official like studio interview. Mm-hmm. And so he started talking a little bit about like his philosophy of movies. And it was very fascinating 
because like he was basically like movies should be a ride mm-hmm. like and and that's what he thinks like like he's the opposite of scorsese he's saying like no that you don't make films about movies but that was one thing he said like that's boring and you should be creating new worlds that are something so no you know someone's never seen before and and yeah so like he's attempting to make like a fun ride for people to go and watch at the movies yeah and um one thing well first of all i i actually i really do fall on the side of a movie should actually have to be entertaining like that's i like I like art movies, right? I like, uh-huh. um, or I like movies that are, you know, uh, in quotes, challenging or deep or whatever, but, or maybe slow or slow. Yeah. Or con- contemplative, but, but they should be entertaining. Like that's, mm-hmm. I think that's like part of the medium. Um, I, I say entertaining or engaging maybe. Yeah. You, you should, um, it, like it shouldn't be like you watch it and you're like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't really have any opinion on that. <laughs> like, yeah. And, that's a bad movie you know, there's going to be exceptions to this and stuff, but part of my thing is like, well, like, why did this need to be a movie? If could you not have gotten this across just maybe in an essay or Uh a book or something like, um, I don't think a book has the same obligation to be entertaining, but I think a movie should be entertaining. I think this is like a commercial art for the most part. Yeah. Um, well, I guess in my, my movie philosophy is I I feel like there's two parts to it. One is movies should deliver what they promise. Right. Mm, So like if you go to watch Top Gun, you better see some planes go fast and some shirtless dudes play volleyball. Right. Yeah. And if it um, doesn't have that, like why did I go see it? Right. Yeah. Um, So in that sense, Top Gun is a success. Right. And and same thing like Avatar. I want to go and see some blue people um, fight some humans, yeah. right? And and I want weird alien plants and biomes to to be fascinated over. Yeah. Um. And and at the same time, I want cool action, right? Like you want a you want big action set pieces that are fun and engaging, right? Yeah. And if it doesn't have that, then you're like, well, why am I watching this? Um. Which is the problem with like some Marvel movies. You go and you're like, okay, this is going to be a superhero movie. And then it's just kind of boring. Yeah. So the next on the list um, in terms of money was Jurassic World. I didn't even see it. Domin- Jurassic World Dominion. I didn't, it didn't even register that it existed. Yeah. I remember crazy. seeing the trailers, but then like after it came out, I never heard of it again. It made a billion dollars. I know and, that's crazy. A lot of it. So if you look though, a lot of it is foreign. Um, the split it's uh it's about one billion overall, and three hundred seventy six million was domestic. So, oh, actually, the, I'm on Box Office Mojo. They they give the percentage thirty seven point six percent. Yeah, domestic. Um, so yeah, that's that's just surprising, I, and I don't even I do not recall anyone mentioning it. That I know, no. at least, you know. Um, I know nobody who saw it. Okay, so then next is... Uh, so, so so Jurassic World, I'd want to say, okay, well, maybe, you know, the franchise is obviously going to keep going if they're making a billion dollars on a movie, but... Um, they need to fix something about it. Yeah, and, and you know, the the... Of course, the original Jurassic Park was was a great movie. Yeah. And I would I would be happy to go back to the Jurassic Park or Jurassic World universe, but like they got to do something that that is actually interesting. Well, Jurassic World wasn't terrible in my opinion. But the Chris Pratt one? Yeah, yeah, like it was a decent like relaunch of of the franchise and I was like, okay, like it's obviously not as good as the original, but it captured some of it and and had updated graphics and kind of it was like Jurassic Park, but like, you know, Marvelized, right? You know, you know what they need to do? Hmm. Uh, they need to do a prequel. They need to go. Before, <laughs> yeah, that would be interesting. Before the island, you know, before what's his name, Doctor uh, Attenborough, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, 
he uh like one of his first tests or something you know yeah like the go back first to like, dinosaur born yeah you like go to the 70s finger off or something 70s period piece um not yeah, I would watch that. Like, what I guess they're building to is they're doing, like, Planet of the Apes, but with dinosaurs. Like, where the dinosaurs' intelligence is growing. Like, that's what they're trying to build towards. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, like, basically all they've done is, like, well, now there's a bigger, smarter T-Rex. Mm-hmm. You know, and they've done that, like, every movie. But then, like, I saw the second world, Jurassic World one, and then it was, like... The first half was just like, let's do Jurassic World again, but bigger. And there's lava. And so, and then there's like lava resistant dinosaurs. And then, um, but then the second half of the movie is like a cabin in the woods, um, ghost dinosaur chasing people in a cabin. Yeah. Dinosaurs. And I'm like, what is this movie? Dinosaurs don't seem like they'd be that good at fighting against. Um, like guns and helicopters and stuff. Yeah, but if they're lava resistant, maybe they're yeah like bullet resistant or something. Um, next was Doctor Strange. Did you see this one? I the did mu- see it. The Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Um, I didn't see it. Was it any good? No, it's not good. Um, there's like, I guess if you're a comic book fan, like there's a lot of like fun, like oh that was weird to see. But like the 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 villain is not scary or interesting, um, and like the motivation doesn't really make sense because it's actually one of the good guys from the previous movies, right? Mm-hmm. And then they have like the Latina, um, uh, LGBTQ uh, superhero who's like teaching Doctor. Who, what's what? Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, but like the the thing you go to see it is like they go to a different universe and then they have John Krasinski as Captain Fantastic or whatever from the Fantastic Four. And then they have the X-Men guy in it. Picard. <laughs> so he like. He was in that? Yeah, he should. Like they have like a cameo in one of the multiverses they go to. Oh, goodness. Yeah, so like like it's fan service and it's not good. It's kind of boring and and too too much CGI because um, there's like a zombie Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah. All right, glad I didn't see it. Yeah. Um, next was Minions: Rise of Gru. Didn't see it. Didn't see it. But kids' movies got to be uh, some pretty good ROI on those things. I'm sure. Um, although, like Minions is not really a kids' movie anymore. It's like. Zoomers dressing up in their pajamas and going to see minions. Yeah. Um, and Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Didn't see it. I didn't see it either. <laughs> I'll see it when it comes out on Disney Plus. Yeah. Uh, okay. Here's finally one that I saw, and we yeah. did we did an episode about it. Um, the Batman. Yep. Um, you know, we did a whole episode about it. I think we liked the Batman. I liked the Batman. Um, although I haven't watched it again so like maybe i didn't like it that much i watched it i think two or three times at the time uh-huh partly i mean the the repeated viewings were mostly just because i was going to do an episode on it but i mean i think it was pretty good i haven't really thought about it or wanted to go back to it yet but I'm, but that's not surprising because it hasn't even been a year so yeah and um like since it's been almost a year since since batman my thought on it is i really like the cinematography and I think that should continue, uh, yeah, especially was, compared to other DC movies that I've seen. Yeah, and I think our 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 theory from the episode was basically that it it was pretty good, but it set up a, a world that could be really good. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. There's there's problems with it and stuff, but like to me, it's like I would say it's worth. Like, it's worth seeing if you're a movie fan or a comic book fan. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, next up was was the new Thor. I didn't see it. I didn't want to see it. I saw it. And it was bad? Or, um, so, 
a lot of people are like, oh, it was the most visually stunning whatever. But it's just more like throwing lightning at bad guys. And it had kind of a more interesting, you know, they tried to have like a sympathetic villain again or whatever. But yeah, it's just like nothing. And then it's too much CGI and you don't really care about anything that's happening. Um, but like, it's definitely worse than Ragnarok. Um, which felt more buttoned up as a movie. This is just kind of like random scenes thrown together. With Some ideas. With humor. Some ideas they had left over. And... Yeah. Uh, the next two are actually... Uh, so Chinese I'm looking at a worldwide movies, right? list. What's that? Are they Chinese movies? Yeah, the next two are, are Chinese. Well, yeah, Watergate Bridge and Moon Man. Never saw either. I mean, I, I would be... I've heard of the Moon Man. I think I heard of that one as well. Uh, I would be interested at some point in going back and watching those, but, but I don't know. Um, and then number 11 was, there was a fantastic beast. I don't think I even realized there was a fantastic beast movie. Um, and I'll just quickly go through the rest here. Then we got Sonic the Hedgehog, you know, the fantastic beast controversy though. Uh, well, they, she had already said Dumbledore was gay, but then in the movie, they actually like, uh, show him like dating, right? Well, no, they got rid of, uh, Johnny Depp. Oh, he was supposed to be... He the... was the bad guy or whatever. Oh, yeah. And then they, they just were like, oh, it's Mads Mikkelsen now. And they got rid of him because of his like trial or something? Yeah, because of like, the trial or something. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, he won that trial, so yeah. I bet they feel dumb. Yeah, I bet they do. Uh, although they made $400 million. I don't know if that was considered a success. Uh, you know, you got Sonic the Hedgehog, Uncharted, which I actually saw. Uh, um, saw as well. I saw Sonic. To, Uncharted went to Netflix, so that's why I saw it. I wouldn't have, yeah, I saw not it something free. I would ever go to see in a movie theater, but uh, then we got Black Adam. I saw that. Uh, and I think The Rock said he doesn't want to do that anymore. It's a terrible movie. He doesn't want to be black. No, no, he was said he tried to argue with the studio and say it actually made money, but they spent two hundred million on making the movie and the uh-huh. advertisement they probably like double that. So it probably lost money. But... Oh, is part of his like he get paid more if it made money, so No, he was trying to he wanted to make like the DC universe his universe. Uh huh. Like his his franchise. Yeah, okay. Where he'd like fight Superman next. Uh, and then we got Elvis, and you were going to talk about that on an episode later, I think. I saw that. It's, that gets uh, its own episode. Yeah, there's a lot to say about it. Well, it'll be, we'll talk about some a couple other things, kind of like Elvis, but we'll do that later. Elvis was kind of interesting. I'm surprised, it, I'm, I'm surprised, and, you know, I didn't love it, but for for what it is, I'm 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 happy that it did kind of well financially, because it is different. It's something different, at least. It's not uh-huh. like a superhero movie, although they try and kind of, you know make Elvis into a superhero, but and not in a literal sense, but um uh then we got the bad guys kids not, movie. I kids actually movie. saw it. Bullet train, I saw that. Lightyear, I saw parts of that. I think you saw I it. I saw it. <laughs> um too in cool theater. to kill. That must be foreign because it only made a hundred grand in the US. Yeah. And then the last one was Smile, which is probably the best ROI movie of the year because it was yes. a, like a 10 or 20 million dollar horror movie that made 216 million did you see it no i didn't either i don't like a lot of like the pop horror stuff i don't generally don't see it no i don't either but yeah supposedly people like it like people smiling those those horrors they work you know because it's like one of the only things teenagers can still do that makes them scared or something nothing scares teenagers anymore except for smile movies yeah okay so that's the box office maybe we spent too much time on that who cares <laughs> but uh kind of that's like not a very that's not a very impressive top 20 you know mm-hmm. there's not a movie in there that i'm like that was awesome well what is your top movie of the year then what is the granite 2022 movie seal of approval you know honestly this is not a comprehensive because I didn't I didn't sit down and list all the movies and and I might be forgetting something but as a balance of just like entertainment and being interesting and being a movie 
was probably for me was Nope, the Jordan Peele movie. It was probably the most like interesting thing that I saw that came out in 2022. I, I can't think of anything that was significant. Yeah, you were you were very uh, bullish on Nope. Yeah, I like Nope, and I think um, there's some issues with it. You know, I think we talked a lot about it being kind of like a Spielbergian thing, and it is yeah, it's definitely a movie about movies. Yeah, and it um, yeah, I think there's like a there's a gear that it doesn't get into that takes it into like full full Spielberg mode, like um, mm-hmm. like the like that prime era action adventure Spielberg, but um, but it still does a lot that's really interesting and. I think it'll hold up. I think uh, I think in time people will recognize that it's Peel's best movie, at least to date. I'm trying to think, man, of all these movies, like, what is the best one? Like, honestly, I would probably say The Batman would be my top movie for for last year. Yeah. But that's not, like, a good recommendation. Everybody saw it, you know? Yeah, and, I, you know, I think we both picked... Um, nope was not in the top 20 grossing, but it... Um, it was just outside of that, but yeah, you know, we both picked kind of like bigger popcorn movies, but, um, uh, you know what? I'm changing to the unbearable weight of massive, massive talent, which I didn't see. <laughs> so it's I want to see it though. And I, everyone <laughs> should probably see it because I've heard good things. Uh, I saw it. It's, oh, was it good? Um, it's pretty good. It's pretty funny. Um, the, like the gimmick of the movie it wears out before the end, I think. So, um, as I, as I say about a lot of things, it's, sh- it could have been shorter, you know, but do you want a uh, interesting statistic? Yeah. What's that? The chosen season three episodes, one and two outperformed the Fablemans. Um, in, in, uh, in box in money? yeah. Oh, they put that on a screen. Like, yeah. Yeah. They released the first two episodes of season three in theaters. Oh, I wanted to look at uh, this will here. I, this will get us into some of more of the um, uh, the more artsy movies or whatever. But I, I pulled up. Of, let's see. This is VegasInsider.com, dot com, and it's two thousand twenty three Oscar betting odds. Who do you okay. think? Yeah, what's who, up for Oscars? Well, who do you think they have at the top? Who's the most likely? I've heard Top Gun has like some awards buzz. Um, so I don't know if that's number one. They have Top Gun on their list but it's not in the top 10 for best picture so best picture what were people no, this is just games? this is just betting odds right so this, could this all is bet for window. best picture though right yeah shoot um i don't even know a movie to say you mentioned one already the fablemans fablemans is probably on there but is it the best it's number one on their it's list number one yeah wow I don't know. I mean, Nobody I don't know saw. if Vegas Insider knows what they're talking about. I don't know, you know, but those. It makes sense. It's a movie about movies and yeah, so it'll probably do all right. They have Babylon at number two, which is also a movie about movies. And a um, movie no one saw. Which I haven't seen and no one else has seen, but it um, it sounds like something I'd be at least kind of interested in because it's a. Uh, it's so. What's your prognosis on Damien Chazelle? Oh, what he did he did uh, Whiplash, right? Yeah. I mean, I love Whiplash. I thought I love Whiplash too, but I did not care for La La Land. Sorry, Golden Boy. Yeah, I'm neutral on La La Land. It's uh, I thought it was all right, but um, let me see what else he's done. I I think I like and then Babylon, right? Or he did First Man. First Man, I liked a lot. I think was underrated. I didn't watch it. Oh, first man's good. They had that stupid controversy about the flag, which was like fake, and I think it kept a lot of the the would be audience away from the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he did ten Cloverfield Lane, according to Google. Um, really? Maybe not though. Hmm. Google gets it wrong sometimes. Let me see. It just makes up facts like chat. Uh, he did. He contributed to the screenplay. Okay. Okay. Uh, I like I like that movie though. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I mean, I guess I would say I like him. I think he's pretty good. Yeah, I guess I I feel like Whiplash hasn't been surpassed in my mind. Yeah, and I from what I'm hearing about Babylon, I doubt it's better than Whiplash, but uh, yeah. I, I am kind of curious about it. Um, let's look at some of these other odds. But that so they have Babylon. Yeah, what else do they got? Number two, I'm a little surprised by that, but uh, they, at number three they have everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh yeah. Um, 
do we want to talk about that movie? Yeah, this is my, I'll talk about this. This is my, I can't say it's my worst movie of the year. Um, cause I'm, you know, there's always something worse, but it's certainly like the most it's, it was the worst movie that was <laughs> worst movie. That's supposed to be good. Yeah. Um, Oh, I had a, I know a lot of people like it. I just had a really hard time even just finishing it. Like it was, I just found it so boring and the visual aspects of how they do the, the multiverse stuff was fine. Um, but I, I did a little tweet review of it and I, I think I said it has like Reddit humor, uh, and Reddit morality. It just, it just did not. Yeah. Yeah. So my take on it and like, I actually like, I liked the, the cast. I thought that like it was cast well. And I I had no problem there. Yeah. And, and I was kind of into it at the beginning. Like I was like, Oh, this could be fun. Like, I get it. Mm-hmm. And it, it almost was like doing kind of like um almost like a like a cult low budget sci fi thing, but like in the style of like a Hong Kong movie almost. Uh-huh. So I was like, okay, that's like interesting. Cause like they're gonna have like Hong Kong fight scenes. You know, cause and and uh with with kind of quirky humor. I'm like, okay, I'm in. I'm I'm sold on that. But then they it felt like they ran out of jokes very quickly. <laughs> like like they kind of had like the characters and like the mom was kind of being funny, the 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 dad was being funny and the grandpa was being funny and everything was like set up well. But then it was like after they set it up, they were like, "Well, we don't really have anything for them to do, so they're just gonna like hit each other with dildos and yeah, and that's the humor." And it's like, "Well, that that's okay, but like it's not that funny. Like you're yeah. relying on a gag joke that just is shock value. Like th- there's no actual comedy there. It's just like, oh my gosh, that's a that's a dildo he got hit with. You didn't think hot dog fingers were funny." So, like, it's funny visually, but th- there's nothing there, right? Yeah. And and honestly, like, if they would have done more of, like, those weird, like, oh, this multiverse, they have bug eyes. I don't know, you know. Like, maybe, the, like, it would have been more visually interesting. But really, like, that was the only weird one. And the rest of them was just like, <laughs> you know, oh, the, you have to put a... Because basically, like, they have to do a random thing to transform yeah. into a multiverse. But ninety percent of the time, the random thing is like shoving a butt plug up their butt. Oh man, yeah. And so but... it's like this isn't funny. Like you guys have one joke, which is dildos are f- gross and funny. The... And then it's uh... like, well, that's not a joke. I'm sorry. Yeah, I would have thought the hot dog fingers thing was funny for for the three seconds it was first shown. Right, but they kept going back. They to go it. back to it over and over yeah. as if it's like really funny and. Uh... Um. All right, next we got women women talking, which I've heard about, but man, what a title. Is that the I thought you were making that up. No, that's the real title of a movie that's supposed to win an Oscar. It's called Women Talking. Oh man. Can you imagine titling your movie that? Well, it sounds like it's a it's a joke. Like, no, I mean, it would be uh, like a joke in like Family Guy when they're reading off the Oscar movies. I think it's a very Women serious. Talking. Yeah, I think it's a very serious movie, though. It's like no, I think movie. I heard about it. It there's some like who's the director? It was I don't know. Doesn't I think matter. I heard about it on NPR. Yeah. I think it's about women talking about whether or not to leave some like religious community or something, something like that. Oh, but, okay. But man, most people go to the movies to avoid women talking, so I don't know. Yeah, they interviewed Sarah Polly, the director, on uh, um, on NPR. NPR, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the next next one they got is Tar. I saw Tar. You saw it? Yeah. <laughs> is Tar as based as everyone is asking? No, acting? no. That that clip, <laughs> the clip that's going around. Um, I mean, I think in that little argument, she's told you know she's channeling like Jordan Peterson, right? Like right. Um, based. Well, well it, I mean, she kind of, but. So two things like that's not really very representative of the rest of the movie. Uh-huh. Most of the rest of the movie is just her, her that woman like 
not being ethical, like um, just ethical. doing little doing little things to like that will benefit her and hurt other people. Um, and then that scene as well, the director, I could be wrong. One, one of our fans can fact check me if I'm wrong. I think the director said, and in his opinion, Tar loses that argument to the goofy kid. That's like, Oh, the kid that who's just like, I just don't, uh, I don't, I don't vibe with white men or something like that. You know, like yeah. that, the, the, the director said he's like on the side of the kid. So well, that's right. goofy to me. So I think that the movie is ultimately, I'm not, I hope I'm not uh, spoiling anything, but it's kind of about her downfall. And that's what I understood. Like it so, was like her getting canceled or something. Yeah. And I mean, and so it's a, some people say it's a cancel culture movie and it is, um, but the, the movie is not clear on, you know, they don't, they're not saying cancel culture is bad. Like that's not what they're saying. It it's up for debate, but they are arguably saying cancel culture is good actually. Cause it weeds out women bad like this. People. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so the, which which means there's two movies this year that are kind of vaguely about Jordan Peterson. Um, <laughs> the other one, I, I think I made you watch it, and you're like, "Why did you make me watch that?" But um, <laughs> it was a that "Don't Worry, Darling" movie. Yes. Um, <laughs> Didn't Olivia Wilde like explicitly mention Jordan Peterson or something? She says the Chris Pine character is Jordan Peterson. Like that's exactly what it's about. <laughs> like, um, you remember that? So interview? dumb. There's a really funny interview where uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal is interviewing Olivia Wilde. Yeah. And Olivia Wilde's like explaining who Jordan Peterson is. And she's like, do you know about incels? And then Maggie's like, no, what's that? And she's like, oh, I need to tell you about incels. <laughs> and she explains it. And like her explanation is really bad, but I think she's like, oh, it's about an, it's entitled white men who think they yeah, deserve. Yeah. It's like w- men who are entitled to women or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, so this is a movie about them. <laughs> it's like, and I thought the, I thought that movie, which is not going to win an Oscar, but, no. um, everybody's thought it was dumb, but yeah, <laughs> for different I, reasons, probably. I thought it was actually okay. Like the, the construction of the movie, like, yeah, you made me watch it because we were going to do it on an episode, but I like I actually liked the first half of it. Same. I thought the kind of even though even though it's you can tell they're setting this up to be like a trouble in, uh, in trouble paradise. in the suburbs movie. Yeah, but I thought it, it could have been some weird sci-fi thing that was the trouble. But it yeah, well, it was it was ultimately sci-fi. And well, I'm just yeah, to... but it was it was well before we spoil it for those who haven't seen like. The the premise is you go into this like idyllic, um, planned community that's in the, the it, you know it seems like it's in the desert in California, like Palm, Palm Springs, basically. Yeah, in like in in the fifties, and and all the the wives are like perfectly dressed and and styled, and they all do ballet, and they're all best friends with each other, and all the husbands work for the same company but it's very secretive what the company is and what they do. Um, But then you start seeing like, oh, there's this one wife who doesn't seem happy. And what's that about? And, and so there's, and cracks start forming and there's like some surreal things that start happening. And you're like, well, what's this all about? And, but like that setup is cool and like interesting and fun. And also it makes you think like, wow, this would really be like a nice way to live. (laughs) <laughs> yeah but yeah the movie actually doesn't do a very good job of um of telling us that the 50s were bad right right or that marriage is bad yeah but um but yeah like it's a young couple it's uh what's their what what's their names it's harry styles right yeah and, and um florence Pugh. florence yeah and they're they're very good looking they're in love they're like always kissing and and having a good time and like they they seem to really like get along well now she's doing a lot of chores or whatever but like she's living in this beautiful house like mid-century modern lots of glass like you know and she just gets to like chill at home yeah and it seems like yeah this seems great what's wrong with this yeah <laughs> um on on the, yeah, the so i'm going to spoil it now but now that you now that you're saying this, it's actually really weird that chores were even part of it. Uh-huh. Because 
so here's the spoiler it's not the 1950s it's modern day mm-hmm. and harry styles incel harry styles harry has, styles is actually an incel he's actually an incel and the and his balding. wife his wife is actually his girlfriend and she is a surgeon uh-huh. and they live She's in like boss New- lady yeah, they live in like Chicago or something in a really bad apartment, and she's a surgeon, and he he drugs her and hooks well, her he, up. She dumps him. Oh, she! I didn't realize. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, that. she like she's like I'm done with you. I'm a surgeon. I'm a boss lady. I'm gonna be on my own. You're out. Yeah. And that's when he decides to go with this Jordan Peterson, Chris Pine, men's rights activist guy online. Who's saying I've created this virtual reality experience that will allow like you buy into this cult basically and will put your wives in this thing and they'll be perfect wives in this virtual reality and they'll serve your every need because you're entitled to that as a man. And um and you just like give me all your money or whatever. Yeah. And and so yeah, so he, so Harry Styles puts her into the into the simulation. Or, or the VR, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then he goes into the VR too, but he gets to leave the VR for a, an hour every day or something. No, and, they, uh, he has to leave to go work to pay for the, the VR. Oh yeah. Okay. So he actually does work. Yeah. Yeah. So like when they're, when the men drive off to work, they are actually unplugging from the VR to go make money to be able to pay for the, the yeah. p- trapping their wives. Yeah. It, it, the, the, it's just a very silly reveal at the end. It's like that. That's why I bring back the chores thing. Like he's putting his wife in VR. Why is he making her do fake chores? Like if you're going to be right, in VR, yeah. you're going to be like drugged up on like morphine or whatever they're on. Why not just, why not just make it blissful? Like, well, and the you... chores weren't that bad. Cause none of them had kids. Yeah. And they, and you know, more, more spoilers, but they, there are kids in the community, but they're fake. They're just part right. of the VR. So, so like what's revealed is that, um olivia wilde's character actually knew about it and chose to be in it because she wanted to be around her kids yeah she, died in an accident. she likes and, her kids yeah so some of the women were there voluntarily so it's like it's supposed to be a metaphor for marriage that some women choose to be enslaved by marriage and and some are forced into it by men and so but yeah like once again it doesn't seem like that bad of a world if it's like actually like that good of a VR or whatever. Yeah. Just but, a really, a really goofy movie. And <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. so that's, so coming back, that's that count. That's two, two prestige movies of the year that are basically <laughs> Jordan Peele resentment movies. Peterson. Um, or yeah, Jordan Peterson, not Jordan Peele. <laughs> I hate Jordan Peele. Yeah. Jordan Peele is locking up all these women, all these white women. But, um, my favorite thing was them trying to make Harry Styles ugly. Yeah. They just give him a patchy beard. They gave him like a patchy wig and beard. And it's like, this is like the hottest guy ever or whatever. And they're trying to act like he's an incel. I don't, I don't think he's that hot. He's supposed to be the hot. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I know. Yeah. I know like the role he plays in, in the, in the real world, but yeah. Um, Okay, next, you know, like we got She Said, never heard of that. I'm not even going to talk about no. it. Um, the Woman King, I didn't see that. <laughs> All of these are women talking. We could rename yeah. She Said to Women Talking, rename Woman King to Women I talking. heard The Woman King is actually entertaining as a movie, although it makes really? Although it's based on a tribe who, you know, you know the thing about The Woman King? Yeah. Like, those women in real life actually just, like, kidnapped other black people and sold them into slavery. So. Right, they were, like, integral to the slave trade. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then now you got Banshees of Inishirin. I and I thought that one in previous times I'd looked at these Vegas lists, Banshees was like number one or two. So really? I'm surprised to see it way down here. Um, yeah, I haven't heard that much like buzz around it other than in our chat because a lot of guys really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good movie. Um, but I can't say I liked it. <laughs> I was right there with you. I mean, I, I think I gave it like an eight out of 10. It's like one of the best movies of the year, but it's not, I don't know if I'd ever watch it again. Like, yeah, I might... like if you want to be depressed, you, it's a great movie, like go watch it. But yeah. I, I don't necessarily love watching a movie and then at the end feeling like crap. <laughs> I, I didn't have that, that same feeling because I think I mentioned it. It's like, I know I, I've been around so many Irish people. They, 
that's just how they are they're so into this like they're just always fighting like there's just some little squabble they have with their friends and family so that's just how they are yeah but there's elements of the story that are just depressing um but uh but yeah, it, it's a nice slice of life. It reminds me of, uh, do you know the movie The Secret of Rhone Inish? I know it, but I can't remember what it is. It's, uh, it takes place in uh, Irish island where people believe they turn into seals. <laughs> and and But it's like the same time period, like, like early 1900s Ireland. So it, in that sense, I because I, I, that was a movie I watched when I was a kid for some reason. But... Um, but yeah, like it's it's got a good setting, good music, good cinematography, um, good acting, but it's just like it's it's kind of depressing and it's a little over the top. Mm-hmm. I never seen it, but I would check it out. No, I'm talking about uh, the other one. Oh, sorry, I got distracted by Roninish is just an <laughs> old movie, so it's boring. Oh, because <laughs> all old movies are bad. Yeah, um, I'm looking through this list. See if there's anything else that would. Uh, Top Gun is actually on the list. It's pretty low, but I think Top Gun will end up getting a, a nomination at least because you you want to recognize that you're like those big those big hits. Yeah, and you want to get and you want to get Tom Cruise to attend the Oscars. Yes, um, and talk about video interpolation. Oh, they actually have "Don't Worry, Darling" on this list. Really? Maybe I need to look up a better list. I don't know. They got the whale on there. They got. The Northmen. Should I talk whale? Talk whale. Whale talk. Whale talk. So my favorite director, I was excited about it. Although now that I've looked into it more, I understand what happened. He actually didn't want to direct this one. He was just going to sponsor the script to be directed by someone else like he did with Jackie. And mm-hmm. other. he's done it with a few other movies, I think. Mm. Um. So he was like looking for someone else to direct it, but then he just decided to direct it. And it's your Brendan Fraser comeback. He did the comeback with Mickey Rourke, so he's got to be able to do the Brendan Fraser comeback. And in a sense, it is. And Brendan Fraser does great in it. Like he's definitely star of the show, and no no problems with his acting. But um, it's just about a big old fat gross gay guy. <laughs> and the plot is this big fat gross gay guy is gonna die because he's too big and fat yeah. and gay and gay <laughs> and um what was his life all about <laughs> and, yeah. and that's the movie so like um it's an interesting movie in the sense that it takes place in one room um and that you know it's rare you see a movie that does that and mm-hmm. so, like, there, there's interesting stuff happening, and I get, like, like my favorite director, Aronofsky, he's a good director. Like, he does a good job directing. But I just, I wish he did, like, it, something that was a little more fun, because Whale is also a little depressing. Yeah, is, is Big Brendan in every scene? Just not every scene, but just about, yeah. Yeah. There, there's like uh, one or two scenes where he gets drugged by his daughter, yeah. and he's so he's not in it. I'm um, just going down the list. I'll see if there's anything else we should bring up. Uh, we have the Northman. I did an episode on that. It's my actually my biggest episode. It's got like twenty three thousand views now. Um, just keeps climbing. Um, Northman was pretty cool. I, I actually think the Northman's better than most of the movies that will get nominated for Best Picture, and I don't think it'll even get nominated, but it it should probably. I mean, it's mm-hmm. I didn't love it. I've but... heard people liked it, like, but it it didn't perform well, and and yeah, it, it kind of lost the the buzz. Yeah, it's actually a really cool movie. I mean, it's it's definitely well made, and it's um, there's something about it. Like, there's something there that's that's not present in almost any other movie. Uh, especially this year, but but it just didn't register with the kind of people who I think make these decisions. So, um, but I, I would be happy to see that nominated. I don't think it will. But they got Bones and All on here. I actually watched this movie. It's that's outside of my like. I was not the target demographic. It's mm-hmm. based on like a young adult novel about teenage yeah. cannibals. cannibals. Although they're not they're not like. They're kind of like zombies, but they're like low grade zombies because they have they do they they do want to eat. Mm. Uh, they don't have to. They can kind of 
But they're so like not magical. No, they don't have any special power. They don't. They're not, oh, they they do actually have one special power, which is just the ability to smell uh, other people from mm-hmm. far away. Like they can, I guess they can smell when people are sick, or they can smell each other. They know another another cannibal is around. Um, it's an interesting movie. It's like a romance mixed with cannibalism, so it's you know kind of goofy. Um, and they got they got Chalamet in there. So I, I think in my tweet I said you know don't show this movie to to teen girls because i think it makes the cannibalism stuff look like um Too much fun yeah i mean they they always present it as gross but they also i could see teen girls watching it and being like i should be like that i should do that <laughs> speaking of uh, i've got a link here uh teenage uh zombie romance movies there's the movie warm bodies i remember that one yeah with nicholas holt right yeah. And, and he is in a movie this year called The Menu. Yeah. Did you watch The Menu? I haven't seen it. I've wanted to see it. So it's out on uh, streaming now. So that's how I saw it. Oh, streaming. We love streaming. Yeah, we love to stream. You don't um, to but I, I, I saw some people being like, oh, this movie's just as Reddit as Knives Out, which we haven't talked about. But um, <laughs> um, I actually kind of liked it. it. It wasn't good but um there were elements of it that i found entertaining and you know it was just kind of like a quick watch it didn't feel like a drag Mm -hmm. i i had thought it looked like that movie we like a a prestige version of that movie we watched um the hunt yeah no it's it's kind of like that but it i'd say it's um it's a little tighter than that like I thought there was going to be much more like cannibalism and like, cause it's the menu. And then it's like, what are they're going to kill us? So yeah. I thought it was going to be like cannibalism, but it's not cannibalism. And, um, it's more like, I feel like what it is, is it's supposed to be a commentary on, um, service workers. <laughs> so like, <laughs> if you've worked at a restaurant, you'll probably like the movie. Oh but yeah. Okay. It, and it touches on some like cultural stuff. Um, but because like one of the parts was like everyone's figuring out why they're to be killed at this this dinner party thing mm-hmm. and um one of the per- people that are there is just the assistant to this um celebrity and so like the celebrity we, you find out why he wants to kill him but then the the the, the assistant's like well what about me and he's like uh what university did you go to and she's like brown and uh he's like how much student loans did you take out and she's like none and he's like that's why (laughs) (laughs) and she was just like okay so social commentary but uh nicholas holt does a good job playing a huge a-hole and so like in a dweeb Mm -hmm. so i was like he kind of looks like that so it was good casting on that (laughs) um you mentioned Knives Out. I only have a, like 10 more minutes, so let's talk about Knives Out real quick. We'll end it on Knives Out, the greatest movie of the year. Yeah, we were going to talk about 2023, but we'll save it. We we'll can do that. save that, yeah. We'll do a 2023 preview, but um, Knives Out, it, that was kind of the last movie of the year to make a splash because it hit Netflix like on Christmas or something. So And it was only out in theaters for like a week, right? Yeah, they did a short little theater thing, I think probably that i don't know does that qualify it for awards or I, don't, something? I don't know um yeah so knives out what'd you think yeah it's a dumb movie um in my opinion though it is watchable so like i get why like i've seen a lot of normies online being like oh, i love knives out it was fun <laughs> and like to a certain extent like it's just a murder mystery and so you can kind of be like Oh, I didn't know that happened. Oh, I didn't pick up on that. So it's like fun in that sense. And like, you know, it's got big actors or whatever. But yeah, it it's it it makes me doubt that Ryan Johnson is a good director. Yeah, or at least you know, here's what I'd say about Johnson is that he is a he's a bad storyteller, but he's a competent director because you know, so much uh. of directing is being a it's a technical thing and it's a yeah like technically it's fine it's a management project but he's but yeah he's um but he's not not a good storyteller to me knives out man i thought this was one of the 
was a brutal, brutal watch. Um, <laughs> you, but you didn't, you couldn't even inter- enjoy it on the sense of like, oh, I wonder how it happened. <laughs> no, because, um, and I could kind of tell this was going to happen, but Ryan Johnson does this thing. And I think one of our, one of our loyal fans pointed this out. Uh, so I'm kind of stealing their argument. Was it uh, I think it was Yab. Um, he was saying that Johnson does this thing where, so in a normal mystery, kind of a, a classic mystery movie, most of the stuff you would need to f- solve the mystery was in the movie at some point. Right. And so the, the audience gets to participate. They get to solve mm-hmm. the mystery too. And you get to be a smart guy, you know, with your on date night or whatever, if you can solve it before the movie does. But he doesn't even, he just sort of halfway through the movie says, oh, here's all this stuff that I was never going to show you. Uh, or, or the, yeah, like, it's very cheating on that sense. Yeah. So it's not even, to me, it's not even a murder. It's not a murder mystery. because Although I've seen like 80 videos on YouTube that are like, how to solve Knives Out Glass Onion with, uh, with the first hour only. Hmm. I'd be so curious. Like, there's people that are claiming you can, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but, um, but that, mean, that's what this movie is made for is like the YouTube discussion, you know? Oh yeah. The, the movie like video essays, the movie I saw, I saw this tweet. It was something like avatar has made 1.4 billion, but no one's talking about it. Knives out just came out on Netflix and everyone's talking about it. And it's like, well, yeah, because this movie was made for redditors and and like what we'd normally mm. previously call a blue check. Like that's who this movie was made for. Like the you know pre pre Elon Musk blue checks, of course, love this movie. Yeah, because uh, it it's like all about like saying Daniel like, Craig yeah. confirmed gay. Yeah, the gay detective brought down Elon Musk, who's obviously Edward Norton's playing Elon Musk, basically evil Elon Musk by. Uh, a- a black woman magic who throws chairs at a waffle house. Yeah. Black woman magic. Obviously rich. That is how the movie ends. By the way, the the black lady just starts breaking stuff and, and that through breaking stuff, she solves the murder mystery. Yeah. I thought the breaking stuff was very dumb, but um, you know, and then other, when, when I, when I have in some places said it's, it's not a good murder mystery or it's not a murder mystery at all. People say, well, that's because it's a comedy. Well, if it's a comedy, it's not that funny. So, it's no, not it's really... not like that's the dumb part. Is like the comedy is dumb. The comedy is just like, hey, look, we reference something that you know. Yeah, like it's very like reference humor and yeah. yeah, like I didn't care about any of the characters. I didn't think they were that interesting. Any of them, and like the one that would have been interesting was Dave Batista. Yeah, his character. But um, his was just so dumb because it wasn't based at all in reality. It, it's like it's like a uh, blue checks view of what that type of guy would be. And it it doesn't ring true at all. And so it just was dumb. Yeah. And they 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 say he's like a men's rights or right wing podcaster or something. But uh-huh. a he, he's a Twitch streamer. That's a men's rights activist. Yeah, but we never actually get to hear any of his evil men's rights or right wing. Yeah, all they show is he's actually cucked by his mom, who's smarter than him and better. Yeah, and his mom mom. is like seems very Jewish for some reason. Yeah, and the mom is like telling him to be quiet, and he listens because he's just a sad little man who lives in his mom's basement. Yeah, it's, uh, but you're supposed it's supposed to be funny because he's right wing, I guess. I don't know, um, but yeah, he never we. But Ryan Johnson doesn't have the courage to actually like put a right wing argument on screen. So he just yeah, and, and it's one of the, you know what it is as well is it's one of those movies where it's just like this was kind of like a movie to give the actors a break because it's like it's just filmed in an idyllic location. Yeah. <laughs> so it was and like I... filmed during COVID, which they like highlight. And then uh, but it's just like, oh, they got to go to like a vacation island in greece and film a movie together yeah and and actually i think i would have received this movie a bit differently if it wasn't like a bunch of a-listers and it was more like because mm. this just this doesn't feel like a real like movie movie like it no feel it feels kind of like half thought so it's like if i found this on netflix and it was just no-name people it would maybe be kind of cool like that some small movie did this, but for 
for what's supposed to be a big movie and all these big names, like it's not very good. No. But that <laughs> that being said, if you just like watching the movie, it's definitely one of those. Yeah, if you if you're with someone who especially who's like not a movie person or whatever, yeah, uh-huh. go for it. Go yeah. for it. And we, I won't I won't tell the audience what you hope happens in the next Knives Out movie. <laughs> yeah, we won't talk about that. Um, I better I actually have to run, so that's that's okay. the end. So, um, 2022. Glad to see it go. I guess. Yeah. See you later. Later. <laughs>